0: something we're approaching too with the team is we're thinking about starting to do some team investments Mm -hmm. you know where i could essentially create a way for teammates to make additional revenue i would leave it to the teammates to say hey you find a flip you show me something where you can make a 30 percent return on yeah i'll finance the flip you manage the project we'll split the profit win-win for everybody you're listening to the expertish podcast Be sure to head over to iTunes or Spotify and tell Jay what you thought about this episode. Expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have, those who are, and have some fun along the way. Are you ready to start?
1: Hey, welcome to this episode of Expertish Podcast. Today, we've got Matthew Kane with us. How's it going, Matt?
0: It's going fantastic. How are you
1: doing? Awesome. Awesome. And uh, Matt, you're in North Carolina right now, right? yep I'm uh, out here on the coast in Wilmington, North Carolina. Awesome. So about as far away as we can get from
0: San Diego, but doing yeah. some of the same stuff, really. Yeah, same stuff, different base. Uh, I think same clientele yeah, yeah. so good awesome stuff out here.
1: I wouldn't introduce you as a real estate agent and stuff. you're in real estate as a business, which I appreciate. It's not yeah. just selling. So how about a little bit of your background from maybe starting sure. with the military to where you are now?
0: Sure, absolutely. So originally from Boston, Massachusetts, I left Boston when I was 17 years old, Marine Corps boot camp. Uh, started Marine Corps as what they called an assaultman, which is essentially demolitions. I did demolitions in the Marine Corps for two years, was picked up by a sniper platoon, eventually went to sniper school, uh, did the, the last deployments there as a scout sniper in Helmand Province, uh, Afghanistan. Eventually I decided it was the time to get out of the military for me, wanted to get my degree, ultimately wanted to come back and come in as an officer, either with the Navy or Marine Corps, uh, a TBI prevented me from doing that. So I ended up and I didn't realize that leaving the Marine Corps. Right. But of course you try to get back in and you find out all these new things and right. the rules were a lot tighter at the time. So took the opportunity to go to college, um, went to UNCW, graduated student of the year in 2015. And then uh, throughout college, I owned a CrossFit gym, graduated college, picked up a job in DC as a business consultant for a a big four firm. I did some strategy and operations consulting primarily for different federal organizations. Uh, The big one that I worked with was, uh, it's called JIDA which is the joint IED defeat organization. So basically they needed somebody to work with the guys overseas to understand what they were talking about. And ultimately, you know, I'd be able to communicate with them and they'd say, Hey, we got, we're seeing more and more of this over here. We need a tool to defeat that our group would put the tool together, ship it back overseas. But ultimately there, I was working in a skiff all day. I had a wife. We wanted to start a family. Um, she was traveling Monday through Friday it just was not working. Um, right. DC lifestyle was not for us. So I decided to come back to the beach, the place we love and that I was going to become a firefighter and sell a little bit of real estate to supplement right. my salary. So I joined the Wilmington fire department. When I say a little bit of real estate, I, I told myself I'd sell like three or four houses a year to make another $20,000 and, you know, live happily ever after. Right. And that escalated really quickly because it turns out I did a few things really well and clients kind of kept rolling and rolling in. Um, got to the point today when we're selling right about 100 homes a year as an individual agent. Uh, we have a partnership with other EXP agents and we also have a team that we work with below us. Um, so things are going great and big emphasis on, on the hero community. That's kind of the clientele we cater to. Try to give back to um, you know other like minded individuals, and our partnership at EXP is is very much the same kind of people. We all kind of gang together and you know create a great team. Right on, yeah. And
1: yeah. you, uh, when you you're you saying like you know you ended up doing a few things well. We talked a little bit right before we started recording what a lot of people overlook, but they get into. I'd say any kind of business, but real estate especially. You know, obviously we see that a lot is it's not always just doing it well, but it's being consistent and actually doing what you need to do, like doing what has to be done, not what you want to do every day.
0: You know, what always amazes me is whenever I'm talking to a new real estate agent and I always, it's like a joke in my head because I already know the answer to it and we'll sit down and I'm talking about, you know, joining the team and this, and that and I'll say, okay, can you show me a copy of your business plan? Yeah. You know, and you know, the instant response, I'm just going to work with some friends and family and, and this I'm like you know yeah but you said you wanted to grow huge and and sell more I mean I've had people tell me I want to sell more real estate than you you're not going to do right. that without a plan right inconsistency and, and and doing the little things every single day and it, it's surprisingly rare to find people that do yeah
1: it's true and I and I, I think they uh, people see numbers they see, yeah. you know, real estate going up. They see like, a, you know, a hot market, and it seems like uh, how many times have you heard? Well, I like people. I, li- yeah. <laughs> I like people, yeah. so I'll do well. I'm like, well, those people aren't just gonna bumped into you on a street and go, Hey, I, yeah. I, could you, could you hook me up with this?
0: Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. like you're going to be working with clients that you like every single time <laughs> that does not happen either. That
1: that's true too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when you do it's awesome because it's like hanging out with friends all the time, but right. uh, yeah, you gotta you pay for it eventually. Um, but yeah, yeah. it is true, man. Sometimes it's again, it's just consistency uh, is a huge part of it. What do you think, yeah. you know, because you didn't go straight military to real estate, but you kind of had, yeah. I, I feel like every experience you have kind of grows yeah. and makes you, I don't know, gives you a better vision to grow what you're doing. So, you know, you kind of, you know, you already ran a business with the CrossFit gym. You had your, you yeah, know, yeah. What you didn't yeah. want to do in DC.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I've been able to take a little bit of all that with me and it kind of, I think those two experiences, even not looking at the Marine Corps, even just looking at the CrossFit gym and consulting being a, you know, a sniper, I was very into fitness. I was like, Oh, you know, I can work out for the rest of my life, you know, make money and do this. And then you quickly learn that when you own a gym that you don't get to work out because when you're in there, everyone's asking you a million questions. Yeah. So, um, I owned a gym, but I never worked out my own gym. You're joining another gym to get, get your work done. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I did learn a lot about customer service and just mm-hmm. treating people well and being fair and keeping people happy. Uh, and then on the business side of things, business consulting, I did strategy and operations. So I was able to pick... My job was essentially, you know outside of the JIDO work, it was streamlining business processes. Right which is huge uh, especially if you ever want to leverage any kind of um you know create any kind of sales career where you grow big enough that you can you know leverage these systems and just grow through the roof right uh, if you don't have those systems in place then you're you're going to be on the hamster wheel chasing deal after deal um you know close a house become un- unemployed try to find another client do it all over again yeah and, and you know, once I got my systems in place and connected with the right mentor in real estate, um, I told you I did, I did 40 sales my first year. And that was the most stressful I've been in my entire life because I didn't have the real estate systems down. Right. I had a, a whole bunch of CRM stuff down, but yeah, as far as like transaction coordinators and assistants, that's pretty much up all night trying to keep everything together every single day. Exactly. And... Oddly enough, you know, I, I met this one guy. He tore my business apart, tore it apart completely. You know, shit on me for the lack of better terms. Yeah, I said, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, what do I need to do to get to your level?" And he broke it down for me. He said, "Hey, like, how many houses did you sell? What was your gross revenue? Your time is worth three hundred and fifty dollars an hour. What the hell are you doing, doing ten dollar an hour tasks?" Right. I said, hand all those over. Go move the needle more, sold twice as many houses the following year and was half as stressed. So it's win win there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. yeah. Very true. And I think that's a difference too, at least in my mind, when I consider being like really real estate as a business versus real estate as an agent. You know, there are yeah. a million, millions of real estate agents. But when you get to that point where it's not, that is not encompassing everything that you do. Or mm-hmm. I mean, still, there's times when I'm still like, I'm like, whoa, dude, like, yeah. I just don't have a second to think, but that's also because I'm doing other projects in real estate that I <laughs> right. want to do, Yeah, right. I'm doing it to myself, but yeah. that's such a big difference when you have those systems. And, uh, and the other thing is what, what I've learned too, no matter how good your systems are, certain things will change from time to time. And you don't really learn the weaknesses until they're super stressed. Right. So, you know, you have that time when you're like, Oh, things are going great. And then you just stack on like, you know, Oh man, we've got 25% more, uh, you know, transactions in right going right now than normal. And then you start seeing like, Oh wait, that's, I'm seeing some warning signs here. We've got to shore up some things, but you don't know it until you get there. It's still always a growing
0: process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I had that same experience actually happened to me even this month. is like, mm-hmm. you know, I went from, from managing five to six transactions at a time to now I'm doing 20 to 30 at a time. Mm-hmm. And I broke the 30 barrier last month and I started, I started missing things, which started kind yeah. of slipping up. And I was like, Oh, wait a second here either. Yeah. And this is the point where, you know, some people will say, well, you need to slow down and do less business or mm-hmm you need to bring on somebody else to help you out and continue doing more. And I just don't, and I can tell you have the same personality. Yeah. I get stressed out if I'm not doing a lot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If I slow down, then something's wrong. Like I start getting itchy at home and start thinking I've messed something up or I'm going to go homeless. It's almost like a a mentality where I, you always feel like somebody is going to take what you have if you don't go out there and get it.
1: Right. Yeah. If I, if I end up with my calendar, whatever works out and I have time that I'm supposed to be like, you know, Hey, this is where I would normally be working with active clients and everything's going too well. And I have a a few hours, then I end up like, Oh, well I can start this business now. And then you like two days later, you're going, what the hell did I just do? Uh, Yeah. But yeah, it's, Uh. it's. Story it's, of my life.
0: Yeah, right. It's fun <laughs> yeah. and frustrating. I frustrate myself. Um, but it's all good. I just I just did this with property management. I have no business doing that. I started I was like, oh well, you know, I'll take on a few friends and family for property management. Wrong. That's a, a time consuming business in itself. And I it, did that when I had one week of just tight like quiet time. Okay. Things quieted down for the holidays and I decided to start another business that I I mean, I say I shouldn't have, but ultimately. I'm going to grow that too. And let somebody else manage that. So That's, long-term we, it'll work out.
1: Yeah. We are just taking on our first property management tenants, yeah. uh, this week, actually three, three different places. Uh, we're all bringing them all in this week. And same thing happened where I just kept getting, you know, like so many military clients, especially and then we have all our investor clients like, Hey, can you recommend a good, um, you know, property manager? And I was like, I really can't you know, cause I, I just really couldn't put my name. I'm like, Hey, I could give you some, some names, but I can't, I'm not going to vouch for them. Like, you know, there's so many issues and I'm like, well, yes, we could do this better. And so yeah. then as soon as I did it, you know, I start <laughs> like, right, cool. Let me grab an LLC because then I'm committed. Cause you paid yeah. something and then I'm going, yeah. shit, What did I do, man?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You but, never hear of somebody saying they had a good property manager either. That's like never, never something that said, no, it's only complaints. Yeah. So I'm going to let someone else do that for me because I don't want that tied to.
1: Oh, when I was fortunate that uh, somebody I knew who could come on our team, she had been doing property management for three years. She's awesome. Morgan, she's uh, on our team. And I'm like, Hey, I know you're trying to grow, you know, your residential side now, but can I just pay you to put all this together for me? Like, don't worry. You got plenty of time, like two weeks. If you could just put a whole, whole business yeah. together, it would be great. Um, yeah. and luckily she, uh, she did almost all of it. You know, I just Sweet. pretty much good, just good checks. Her yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, she's going to run it for us for like the first month and just make sure it's all set properly. And then we'll just hire someone to do it. Cause I'm like you, man, I have zero interest in actually managing yeah. it, but But it has to be done, like you said. Yeah, awesome. Another vertical. (laughs) It is. It is. Yeah. I was going to ask because I know you said like you had that one plan. You had planned get your degree and possibly come back. You know, come back to the military. But sure. uh, What about that? What were some of the struggles? I guess with your transition out of the military that you maybe weren't expecting, and then also, what are some of the the things that you didn't maybe didn't realize? while you are in that you were missing on the outside, if that makes
0: sense. I would say, so my transition out of the military, I got very, very lucky. I was in Afghanistan when I decided and everything on the news was, hey, withdrawn from the Middle East, withdrawn from the Middle East, everything's... I knew that I didn't want to be a Marine that just kind of hung out around Camp Lejeune type right. of thing. I, I wanted, yeah. if I was in the Marines, I wanted to be deploying mm-hmm. very frequently. So with that, all that talk going on, I thought to myself that, Hey, like I really, my ultimate goal was really to be a Navy SEAL. That's what I wanted to do. But well, Hey, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to go all in, let's go get the degree. Yeah. You know, and be be an officer. So what I did was actually, I was in Hellman province and I reached out to Rutgers university. They had a Colonel Stephen Abel working at Rutgers who ran the, uh, they had like a veteran department in there And, and basically, was able to connect with him. Didn't make me apply to school. Didn't make me do anything. Opened the doors to Rucker, Rucker University Business School for me. Walked right in. Like I'm talking, like two weeks after I got back from Afghanistan and started school. Um, it's legit. And being there, I was placed in a group of awesome dudes and and girls, girls and guys that were all veterans that like just got out. So we had you know people to study with, people to work with. I was brand new to New Jersey at that point. So, you know, friends to do things with, to go out at night. So it wasn't just complete culture shock, right? Some guys, you know, some more than others, everyone's military experience is completely different, but some of them were pretty, pretty on point with, with my job and just great guys to connect with. So that was huge for me. Right. So I really didn't have that hard of a transition. It really eased everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm probably one of the few.
1: Kind of almost like your own, I, I mean, not that it was like a needed to be a support system, but like a built-in support system of easing yeah. into the, you know, yeah. into the new, new, new position for real. That's, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty awesome for sure. Yeah, it was
0: great. They gave us, a, they gave us all jobs so we could use the BAH. We were paid students. I can't say enough about that program. So
1: a couple of people that have been on before we've kind of mentioned so many times that there are a lot of awesome programs if, yeah. if you just take a little bit of time to look and, yeah. you know, you have to reach out, you know, like you, like you said, you reached out and then it happened for you. So a lot of people, I think, think there's this huge barrier to entry to a lot of these things. Like, Hey, it's going to be, and some of them there are, you're going to have to apply for things in some of the sure. instances, but there's a lot of great stuff out there. Um, yeah. you just have to do a little bit. Of I say,
0: no, well, those guys, and I, I'm guilty of it. That fell on my lap. Those guys were just, They were on top of their jobs. They had somebody in the application department for colleges. Right. And they read my resume and my high school grades were not impressive. (laughs) Um, So I really had no business getting into that school. Right. Somebody picked up my application gave it to that colonel. The colonel emailed me directly while overseas and just said, don't worry about a thing. Don't worry about the application. You can knock it all out when you get here. I got out there. They hooked me up with the VA, did the whole VA rating process for us as oh, soon wow. as we got out. It was a, a great transitional package.
1: So yeah, I was, was gonna say that's better than any transition yeah. program that I've seen. Yeah, you know, where you go sit was, for a couple of weeks and learn what you're gonna do, right? have someone just <laughs> yeah. do it for you while you're uh,
0: getting started full in full That's service. awesome.
1: Yeah. That, no, that's pretty badass. What about? I don't know. I think this is a tough one because uh, uh, it seems like. With your uh, just a little bit of time talking, your personality and, and your mindset probably is going to be a nothing that you kind of regret sure. from your time. But like, are there things that you felt like once you got into the civilian world, like, man, I missed out on X, Y, or Z during your time
0: in? Um, I was so, and this is just my mindset. I think um, I didn't build as many friends as I should have in the military. I was always focused on growing. Even uh-huh. in the military, where most people that's not the plan for most people in the military, especially in like a, a grunt unit. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know, you're there with your boys and, yeah. and that's that's what it is. Mine was always, okay, I'm gonna be the best at this. Right. And I'm gonna get noticed. And, and this is exactly what happened. And I got really good with the whole the demo packages and everything like that. The gunny in charge of the state platoons, like, hey, our guy's getting out. We need a new guy, you're it. Like, yeah. you know, you've impressed us in all these training packages. You're the one we want for this platoon. This is crazy, but not even, How do I say three weeks after getting into a state platoon. Never fired a sniper rifle in my life. Never even looked through a scope. Hey, this guy just bailed out on his spot at sniper school. There's only one more seat left this year. Do you want it? It's like, let's do it. Let's do it. And I frigging went there. And, you know, I'm the only, I'm the Northern boy who's never shot a sniper rifle in my life went out there and passed it the first time around. And, you know, I think I just had no bad habits go into it, but ultimately, yeah, I had no bad habits and most people did. I never, my family, anti-gun, anti-everything. I just, you know, I, I did what they told me to do and that's all it took. Right. But I would say that kind of the path that I took, whereas most people get out after four or eight years and they have these really tight friends I moved around so much, yeah. even overseas. I wasn't even with just one unit; I was two units because injuries. You know, some state, uh, state platoon had a, a bad incident, and we ended up shifting into you know a different area and working with a different units. I was never not complacent, but like never stagnant in one place. Right. I was always moving, right? Um, which, like, I have two probably two really close friends from the military. Right, the guy, you know, uh, my teammate that I deployed with twice still in contact with him all the time but you know we live different lives but yeah outside of that that's really it so i think if there's one regret it would be to build more relationships because i'm finding that after getting out of the military these are the guys that i'm connecting with even though i had no connection with them when i was in the military
1: yeah yeah people tend to find each other like in the veteran community and i think i just found afterwards that people share more freely in the very community. Like people are less uh, worried about protecting their information, their business or yeah. whatever. They're like, Oh, cool, man. Like this is what I'm doing. What are you doing? You know, it's
0: open. open share. Book.
1: Yeah. They yeah. want other people to do, do well as, you know, just like they yeah. are or, or want to do. So I, I, you know, cool. that's something I've been impressed with that um, getting out, you know, and then people have asked me before too, like, wow, if you can do what you've done now, and like, like you're saying, like you had a lot of success quickly, you know, in the yeah. real estate business. And people say, man, what if you would have uh, started, what if you had gotten out five years earlier, eight years earlier, yeah. but it's like, you could say that forever, but you also, you don't know how that turns out because all those experiences go into it too. Like your, uh, right. your time goes into it. your you know, going to school, what goes into it, you run a business, all goes into your success. There's nothing to say that starting earlier without those experiences would increase your success
0: in no, any. So I might you be know. missing a piece of the puzzle. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So sometimes when I'm talking to people and they're working on a plan to transition out or what they want to get into and stuff. And, the, and so many people, when they get towards the end, especially if they've been in for a while, get to the point, man, I should have done this sooner. I should have made that transition earlier because they <laughs> get that little like, oh shit, I haven't done something else in so long. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like, man, don't sweat it. You, you just don't realize how you don't realize how much I don't know, experience you gain while you're in, yeah. in different, in different areas, you know, like absolutely. my, most of my friends, you know, is in search and rescue. So it's helicopters and and just it, it, people are like, Oh, I can't go out and swim for a career. I'm yeah. like, dude, like you have no idea how much, and I didn't either have an idea yeah. of how much you'd learned and what you can apply to whatever you want to do. So Right. Yeah. Anybody, listen, guys, don't, don't think like that. Don't think like yeah. that at all.
0: I can't remember the name of the test, but they make you a, te- a test when you get out. it's like, this is what your MOS was. This is what your transferable skill sets are in yeah. mine Every time I come up with like none. <laughs> I <was> like, oh, <laughs> great. awesome. I guess like, Yeah.
1: Sorry. You uh, should just give up.
0: Yeah. Just go ahead and, and, and you just wasted four years of your life. So go ahead and restart from scratch. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. not even close. Even if it's just having it's hard to say. I guess it's it's a conversation starter, it's a connection builder, it's it's everything to the right people. Yeah. yeah. So um somebody sure. could say, okay, this guy's um, I don't whatever, uh, a special operations guy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, he has zero transferable skill sets according to a textbook, but yeah. I bet you he works his ass off. Yeah. And I bet you yeah. he's not gonna quit on you, which is pretty much 90% of any job, especially sales. It it really is. Yeah. And
1: and also uh, a lot of those positions, you can't really, I don't know, you can't really rate leadership skills a lot of times just by say rank or by a position. You know, I've had like guys on team, like, I mean, brand new dudes, like, you know, two years in on teams of mine where I'm going. Like this guy's a leader already. And, and they don't even sometimes yeah. realize I'm like, dude, there's like people that have been, you know, five years, six years, seven years, more experience, listening yeah. to this guy that he doesn't even know he's being listened to,
0: you know, like, yes, there's certain things and that you, just can't be. No. And you know, as soon as, I mean, there's certain people when they walk into the room, you know, that guy or girl, they command respect when they walk into a room right? and they're going to be treated that way. And that, you know, that's incredible too. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It's good that you can recognize that. I'm sure that comes in handy uh, as you're building oh, yeah. your teams and stuff. Uh, and, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I like also, we we talked a little bit before and we won't get into all the different ones because we would be, uh, we sure. could talk for weeks on it, but uh, the different branches that you're building from your business, the same as we're doing yep. out here, because, uh, you know, that's how you basically recession-proof slash you know, any kind of market shift proof, a business, right. Is mm-hmm. have different ways to, uh, you know, bring it in or support the other branches of it. And, uh, I just, absolutely, you know, I think yeah, that they all
0: feed each other too. It's not
1: like that's you're what... selling snow cones over here and doing real estate over here. You know, they're all like, they're all no. real estate related and
0: they are, I would, uh, you know, I'd eventually like to have a snow cone wing too, but that's just that's a bit too much work at this point. (laughs) Right, right. But maybe next year. I I do need to think of something though, because you know, right now it's like I have the the property management, my individual sales, team sales, working on some mortgage stuff, all real estate related. So real estate industry takes a hit. I'll certainly be taking a hit, but I do have that property management branch. growing that'll help uh right hold us over until things pick back up and get back to normal but nature of the game yeah
1: yeah for sure and you're throwing a few investments in there and people have to rent
0: from you that's something we're uh we're approaching too with the team as we're thinking about starting to do some team investments Mm -hmm. you know where i could essentially create a way for teammates to make additional revenue i would leave it to the teammates to say hey you find a flip, you show me something where you can make a 30% return on. Yeah. I'll finance the flip. You manage the project, we'll split the profit. Yeah. Yep. That, That's a win-win for everybody.
1: 100%. We're doing some of the similar things. Probably, we definitely need to connect and kind of compare notes on some of those ideas because we're yeah. getting some of that out here now. So I'm happy to share what we're what we're working well, on and you might have some uh, good ideas that can better <laughs> I our process. I've yeah.
0: got lots of ideas right now. It's putting them to paper and actually... Implementing them with everything going on, so that's that's the right. That's what you need other people to help you with. For oh,
1: so. that's a lot of what I do. I come up with an idea and I put down some scraps of how it could work, and then kind of look at the people around me and see who looks at it and goes, yeah. "All right, cool. Let me p- fill it in for you because you know,
0: definitely smart people." Have you ever read the book Rocket Fuel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah. that's one of the ones I yeah. haven't got your integrators. But... In and uh, yeah. Yep your idea guys, and then your executors, just that, mm-hmm. that's what I need. I can, I can throw a whole bunch of ideas that would work against the wall, but actually finding time to get them done or having the right person to get it done. Right. is a whole nother beast.
1: I'm definitely fortunate and it wasn't due to my skill of hiring or finding or locating someone, but my operations is mm-hmm. like basically a business partner. Now she somehow understands however my brain works. <sighs> because I'll have like these 20 things that connect in a random way, even in my brain, they're just like all over. Right. It looks like a constellation or something. And it makes sense to me and I know how it connects, but I don't have them in place and I can just like jot down some stuff and, and it's like some weird puzzle and she just moves them all around. And then I'm like, yeah, that's what I meant to think, you know? So I'm so just fortunate that someone can, take my mess and uh, decode it. and
0: That's what they say about... um, Obviously, you know, Glenn Stanford, Mm -hmm. the owner of EXP Realty. I went to an event that was down in Cabo last year and they were talking about him and the first time that they met and he had this idea for the virtual brokerage. And and so when when they first met him, that he basically busted out a napkin that just had a bunch of bubbles and lines and all kinds of crap all over it. And he was sitting there trying to explain it. And he ended up having to just push the napkin to somebody else and let them explain it to everybody. It's so, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's your idea, man. That, that, that makes me
1: feel better about the napkin idea too, yeah. because one of my first like uh, models of putting the pieces in were on, I was writing in the back of, you know, the paper drink coasters at the bar, yeah. like just scribbling on that, this, this thing, this thing, this thing, and kind of yeah. trying to move around. So that, so makes me feel a little less, I don't know, yeah, yeah. guilty that I'm trying to build business plans on bar coasters. So must sure. be a thing. Must be okay.
0: That's how um, (laughs) Tim Howard, uh, we work, one of the partners here at our firm is a former army guy. He's a a generation earlier than us. And yeah, he joined and partnered up with us. And it was actually, uh, we sat down and had a conversation about homes for Heroes. Yeah. And then he started saying, "No, wait a second, you're with what firm? And they do what and what? And it was just napkin math. Yeah. It's like, just look at this napkin. he's like, not even 24 hours. I'm in. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's grow something big. And, And those are the kind of people you need. So.
1: Yeah, 100%. What areas are you mostly serving? So we can just let everybody know because we're going to sure. definitely get some info out on you when
0: we put this out. Yeah, I'm uh, Southeast North Carolina. So anywhere from Camp Lejeune to Wilmington to just above Myrtle Beach. So the Brunswick County beaches, the new Hanover County beaches, Pender County beaches. For those of you know, who know where that is. Some, uh, you can
1: get people, uh, some places on some of the golf courses down around Myrtle beach. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
1: yeah. Is that like the most golf courses in any concentrated area? Like in the it's world, gotta, it seems it's to gotta be.
0: be up there. I don't know. I got a, I got a few teammates that are actually out in Arizona uh, and okay. that's what they do. They're, uh, they're big on the golf. He runs, he runs ads that say he's a professional golfer. Okay. And his his ad that he runs and how he kinda got his first clients and his first listings were beat me in a game of golf and I'll sell your house for free. <laughs> right on. Man, and he, I said he got like he got like ten people to take him up on.
1: Dude, I would run that ad, except I'd be doing a lot of free work. So yeah,
0: uh, I'll come <laughs> up with the different ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, I think I'd crumble if I did that. No, that's awesome yeah. though. That's pretty legit. I, I'm kind of familiar with that area. I grew up in Virginia, like southwestern Virginia, and went to school okay. like, on the East Coast. So um gotcha, gotcha. for sure. So that that's pretty awesome, and I definitely want to uh, follow up with you on touch base on some business stuff. See how we can maybe cool. uh, steal some of your ideas to be honest. Absolutely. Um, And yeah. How about your uh, contact info? What's your, uh, you know, your website if somebody wants to check you out.
0: Yeah. It's a title com, and that's T I D A L realty partners. And they can find me on Facebook at coastal Carolina's favorite agent. There we go. And we'll
1: also put out, you know, if anybody goes to expertishpodcast.com, send a message. We'll get questions over to Matt if you're listening or something and uh, can't take all that down. We'll also throw his contact info on the show notes when we put this out. But Matt, thanks again, man, for your time. It's pretty awesome talking to you. We might have to do a follow-up and see how some of those businesses come to life that you're working on now. Yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to reconnecting with you and um, happy to be here. So thanks for having me.
1: Awesome. If you could use an inexpensive and super convenient healthcare option, I definitely recommend checking out Skillmill's Telehealth. For me, when I did the research, it turned out that their program worked well as a supplement to VA Medical. So that's the route I went. If you go to their website for the information, skillmill.com, that's S-K-I-L-L-M-I-L.com. Go to the top, click on the Telehealth button, and it'll take you to another page with the information on all their programs. Super easy, super easy to sign up. If you click on the get started button, fill in a little bit of basic info. You could even use your referral code Expertish Podcast in the drop down. And then from there, they'll take care of you and you're all set. Definitely highly recommend checking that out.